Whether it's the Juilliard of music or the West Point for military, the School of the Prophets was the elite of Israel. Find out as we study on this topic on Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. God has used different models, different vignettes to teach His character to His people throughout human history. On this episode, we look at the School of the Prophets, an elite group, an elite institution where God has taught His principles, His history, uh, how the spirit of prophecy works to a group of young people. Welcome to Inverse, everyone. We're so glad you decided to spend the next 30 minutes or so with us, with my friends in the studio. We have Siku Jonathan and Sebastian in the house today. And say hi, everyone. Hello. Aloha. Oh, hello. Aloha. Again, the Hawaiian Sebastian is back. Oh. And Hawaiian Sebastian, can you pray for us in yes. the English language? Thanks so much. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for the gift of life. We thank you for the privilege of serving to Inverse and being here with those who are tuning in to study the Word. We ask, Lord, that your Spirit, your sweet, sweet Spirit, may guide us into all truth is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have you ever, uh, I, men- I mentioned in my teaser that there's these elite schools that you try to get into. Have there, any been, have there been any schools that you have always wished or desired to get into? or spe- not, not like the Harvards and the Oxfords. I mean, everyone, maybe, maybe everyone, uh, has some aspires, aspirations for those kind of schools, but these like small, like uh, rare schools to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah? No? Uh, well, I remember before before God was very clear about that He wanted me to go into theology. Mm. I, wa- I wanted to go to this private uh, school in Munich, in mm. Germany, that was teaching uh, on media and videography. Oh, really? And so um, I looked into it, and I was really excited. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought, hey, this is maybe where I want to go. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus said, no, you're going somewhere else. Okay, <laughs> you've been a totally different person. Yes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Siku, Sebastian, any any secret lives that you may have wanted to live? Other than <laughs> I mean, definitely uh, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I used to. I was interested in in the Marines. I was uh, a sniper, so I figured if I could go a direction right. of Marines, already an elite group on itself, but uh, you have the Navy SEALs. Well, you had the option of going into like basically assassination type kill missions. Okay. Wow. So okay. I was interested in that. <laughs> but you know, heard Jesus the word came. kill and assassination <laughs> on this Bible <laughs> study TV show called Inverse. Siku, anything you Nope. Nope. I went to the school that you I You went to the school that you wanted to. You went to the school. You went to the school already. Okay. School okay. right. Hillary right. Clinton. All right. Okay. All right. So let's go to <laughs> First Kings, or Second Kings, I'm sorry. Second Kings, chapter 4, verse 38 to 44. Okay. You can read that for us. All right, it reads, And Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. So one went out into the field to gather herbs, and found a wild vine, and gathered from it a lapful of wild gourds, and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, though they did not know what they were. Then they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened, as they were eating the stew, that they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat it. So he said, Then bring some flour. And he put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people, that they may eat. 
and there was nothing harmful in the pot. Okay, thank you, CQ, for that mm. dramatic reading of the <laughs> passage. I uh, appreciate the, the emotional e, e, yeah. e, uh, enunciation that you gave. Um, Jonathan, what, give us a, kind of a synopsis mm -hmm. on, on the School of the Prophets. Sure. What were they? And, I mean, were they just eating all day? Was it a cooking show? <laughs> What's going on here? Well, um, <clears throat> as we know, Israel, God led them out of Egypt mm. through the desert 40 years, and then he led them into the Promised Land, uh, Canaan. And the only issue was Canaan was occupied with other nations. And mm. God told them, you know, you have to drive out these nations or in some cases destroy these, these, uh, these nations. Mm. And Israel was like, all right, we'll do it. And it did it, kind of, you know, sort of Jericho and I and some other places. Um, but then they got comfortable mm. and they did not fulfill the mission that God told them to do. So mm -hmm. the problem was now that now they were living alongside with, with these Gentiles that were practicing some of the most horrific uh, religious and sacrilegious uh, practices. Um, and this influenced the Israelites. The mm -hmm. idol worship mm -hmm. came in and, and apostasy took place. And so mm -hmm. not everyone fell, you know, not, not everyone fell away, so to say, but apostasy was widespread in the land. Mm -hmm. And so a couple generations later, Samuel, actually this is long before what we just read here, Samuel said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do something. And so he started the school of prophets. He, tried, he, he established this these, these school to, to bring young people um, in who are God-fearing and who want to know more uh, about God and who want to be, you know, he, he was training them to be leaders, mm -hmm. uh, to work against the apostasy. And this continued, and now in, in Elisha's time, hundreds of years later, we also still see this school of the prophets going on, uh, young people w living together, being trained into becoming spokespeople for God uh, in to combat the apostasy that was going on around mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And you see all these like prophets like emerging. I mean, you got the yeah. big ones. You got the yeah, Elijahs yeah. and Elijahs. Mm -hmm. Then you also have like, these minor dudes are kind of popping in and out. And you got like the <laughs> man of God. He doesn't even have a name. Mm -hmm. He's just right. like, do, 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 do. And they all were kind of schooled in this, in the school of the prophets. It did not mean automatically you became a prophet. Mm -hmm. uh, God chose, God would always choose the prophet individual himself. And mm -hmm. they were either male or female. Uh, yeah. um. uh, but this wasn't uh, something that you automatically became a prophet and you got a certificate and yeah, you were a spokesperson for right. God kind of right, thing. Right, right. Hmm. So, I mean, why, why you, you talked about the, these guys mm -hmm. uh, fought against the, the social evils of their time. Mm -hmm. uh, what, was, what were some other functions of, of these school of the prophets uh, during that time? Why, 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 during, why did Samuel do that? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the, the first thing that Samuel wanted to do was he wanted there to be continuity in terms of a knowledge of God. Okay. Because he saw that there was this lack of knowledge, there was this degradation, there was this mixing mm -hmm. of these ideas. Mm -hmm. And so here we see in the passage that we just read that this was something that was going to be accomplished not only by instruction, but they were considered to be the children of the prophet. Mm. And in this way, they were in close relationship with Elisha. And so this relates kind of to our previous quarter on discipleship mm. and that previous season where this was like a school where, no, you're not just here to get educated in the traditional sense of learn a class, learn a skill, but mm -hmm. you fellowship, you ate with the prophet. Mm -hmm. And it was through this that every problem, however small or however great, he was almost like your father. And we see that when Elisha is transitioned from Elijah and he mm -hmm. says, my father, mm -hmm. right? And he, he calls Elijah that. Mm -hmm. And Elijah had also traveled to the schools of the prophets before he left. Yes. So this is a, one of the things that these schools were able to instruct in the idea that God through Samuel was creating an, an opportunity for godly men to provide influence to future godly men 
and to build that legacy of faithfulness to yeah. God. And, they, and, these, and these young men, they were trained up to, to become leaders and to have influential positions, so, t so to direct the, the direction of the country into a more of a faithful uh, direction. Mm -hmm. So some of these were, you know, counselors to kings or, or, or yep. leaders. Mm -hmm. And so uh, here these schools were used to raise up, you know, an army of young leaders who are, who are standing for what is right but who are excellent in, in all the things that they do. So they're not just the traditional prophet, I mean, you know, the word of God is this, but they were, they, they were placed in positions of, of influence so that they can help the direction of the country and, and of the nation of Israel to be more faithful. I, I just love that motif. Yeah, God uses a small group of people mm -hmm. and he sprinkles them and uses them to, to almost change the country, to change yeah, like the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like leaven, yeah. It's like leaven. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other schools who are just training, are training them for for not that, for personal gain, or, or I mean, it's, I mean, it's just yeah. very similar to our, our, our time and day today. Mm -hmm. right. uh, you got these two, two mindsets of, of education battling each other. Mm -hmm. okay, and, and, I, and I was just gonna say from, from talking about how the schools of the prophets were, and that kinship with the, the concept of discipleship, I think a modern term that people use is mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That it wasn't just, it wasn't just, um, you know, d didactic instruction, like said, in standing in front of a classroom right. and uh, wrote uh, re memorization and repetition, but it was it was a fellowship and a spending time together, mm -hmm. um, so that the life of the prophet or the life of the instructor um, becomes reflected in the life yes. of the the mentee like or the student. Yeah. Right, right. So there's. It's not just in terms of information, although like with these sons of the prophets, they were learning um, how to interpret scripture, how to explain scripture, mm -hmm. um, how to expound on scripture, but going beyond just how to expound on scripture, not just at an intellectual level, but like in how, how you live that out in your lives mm -hmm. um, was part of what the school and of you the prophets know, was. We also see with David, there was a, also clearly an emphasis on the arts and his ability to craft music through the Psalms, yes. mm. because we know that David went through the school of the prophets as well. So to, to take this idea that the schools of the prophets were not just these things where we're like, oh, a music program, possibly, if we can afford it, for them, this was integral yeah. to taking the theology and finding different artistic expressions and ways mm -hmm. to express the character of God, to express our spiritual experience with God. Mm -hmm. And knowing God wasn't something that had to just only happen through book reading or learning or scientific analysis, but you could reflect in poetry, yeah. you could reflect in song, you could reflect in prose and writing. Um, or even in speaking, and, and these things were embedded into that culture of even the, the we know that all the Psalms were not only written by David, right? right. There was Asaph, there was Solomon, there's one from Moses even. Sons of so, Korah. Right, the sons of Korah. So this lets us know that the schools of the prophets, they were tapping into some of these most influential parts of daily life, like music mm -hmm. and like the arts. Let me ask you this question. This is uh, maybe maybe too too banal of a question, but this 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 story here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's why do, why do you think the story is in scripture? Here, <laughs> Elijah is having food, and like it's it's kind of Elijah. funny. As Siku is reading, man of God, there's death in the pot, so they sprinkle some <laughs> some flour in there. Yeah, I wish they would have sprinkled some some charcoal or something. Some, you some know? charcoal, <laughs> probably a very a very uh, ap apropos text uh, for for us here. Why why, why is that here? Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer either, but I'm just, if you have any insight, I'm just, this is not what we haven't prepared you know, for this, just quite curious. I don't know, but my, my, just my gut reaction here is maybe to, God is trying to tell us like, that godly people are normal people. Um, like they, they're normal people. Yeah, like they have, 
Yeah, normal not, people have poison in their food all the time. Yeah. You just need to sprinkle some flour on there. We're okay. No, but like they're they, not weird. That's all right. There it? was, I mean, obviously a little miracle took place here too. Yes, but it was yes, like yes. these are uh, human beings, uh, and they're not just shut up monks somewhere, mm. and mm. they're just all they do is meditate all day long. Mm-hmm. No, they they, they were very much engaged with real life, mm-hmm. and this was during a famine. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but this story, of course, shows that God provides mm. and takes care of those who trust in Him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And consider the, the emphasis that God has on small areas of life, even your diet, mm. yeah. even what you're eating. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that the man of God says, boil stew and put this on, this is something that Elisha was instructing him to do. It wasn't like Elisha had a cook and a kitchen staff. He was just like, no, put this, these things on. So to me, it also shows mm. that God's educational concept doesn't just revolve around certain areas of life. It's even in the small things, Every God is paying thing. attention. Yes. Every day and he's willing Powerful. to provide miracles yes. in even some of those insignificant areas of it. life. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at different passages in the Old Testament that talk about the school of the prophets. And maybe there's miracles there, maybe there's not. But we'll look at glean those insights after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're looking at these elite schools, the schools of the prophets. And I don't know about you guys, but I would have loved to been part of one yes. of these schools of the prophets. Not in their cafeteria and <laughs> in the passage <laughs> we just read, but I, w- I don't know how the application process would have been. I don't know if you need recommendation letters. I don't know if I would have qualified, if there was like a push-up requirement or a height <laughs> requirement, or <laughs> if maybe it was me being Korean-American. I don't know if I got to speak Hebrew. I would assume that would be a natural <laughs> language. But let's look at other passages, mm-hmm. and let's see uh, this composite picture. You see these little vignettes. It's, there's never a passage that directly talks about it, but gives insights into the School of the Prophets. Yeah. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 20. Chapter 20, mm-hmm. verse 35 <coughs> to 43, mm. 25 to 43. And Sebastian, can you read that for us? Yes. Now a certain man of the sons of the prophets said to his neighbor by the word of the Lord, Strike me, please. And the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, surely as soon as you depart from me, a lion shall kill you. And as soon as he left him, a lion found him and killed him. And he found another man and said, Strike me, please. So the man struck him, inflicting a wound. Then the prophet departed and waited for the king by the road and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. Now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man, if by any means he is missing. Your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. Hmm. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. And he hastened to take the bandage away from his eyes. And the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have let slip out of your hand, a man whom I appointed to utter destruction. Therefore your life shall go for his life and your people for his people. So the king of Israel went to his house sullen 
and displeased and came to Samaria. Okay, that's that's an amazing story in itself. Mm. Yes, uh, weird on some levels and amazing <laughs> on others. Uh, what what can we glean? I know there's the 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 narrative that the text is trying to say, but what can we glean from the school of the, for the school of the prophets there? Well, one of the first things that jumps out is he speaks to his neighbor and mm. says, "Strike me, please." Mm. And then the result is. Well, not obeying me is not obeying the voice of the Lord. Mm. So that these individuals were also empowered by God with a certain level of spiritual authority in the nation. Mm -hmm. So these and they're also talking to amongst themselves here, right? They're at the school, and apparently this one is is is, has is receiving the spirit of prophecy upon him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he says, "Hit me," and the other guy, for whatever reason, is disobeying not him but God. Yep. So this is where all this the the drama happens. So there's definitely some some spiritual authority in the recognition that in this place God was moving these mm-hmm. young people to actually not only engage each other mm. by inspiration but even the king the mm. most powerful figure in the nation mm-hmm. so they were certain individuals that God was creating with a certain level of courage and bravery mm. and backbone mm-hmm. and moral rectitude to say I'm willing to go confront the king and call out his sin in order to push the nation in the direction that it's going so there was clearly a spirit of surrender to God and a willingness to be a part of his plan however he needed I, to be. I love it. You put it very eloquently. Moral rectitude. This is a, a, a school of character. Mm-hmm. And then with the character as core, they were able to speak truth to power. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in our day, we want to speak the truth to power just because it's the cool thing to <laughs> put on Facebook or in the yep. Instagram or because I put on my CV. Man, I told Trump what to do, and then I'm on the evening news. And often mm-hmm. it's out of a deficiency of character that we speak truth to power. But yep. these guys are taking on the bird that God has given them for truth for the reality of Israel to mm-hmm. succeed in its mission that he's, they're calling truth to power. I mean, it's, it's, it's a flip side, even though the outside is the same. Right. Siku and John. I say in the context of, you know, we've been talking about education and the context of education and the way that God educates us. Um, I see here is an illustration how the school of the prophets was that God reveals himself to us and he uses this as one of the means to reveal himself to yes. us. He uses the setting of, you know, an educational system, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. the school Mm -hmm. to train young people, to train those who are going to go and be, you know, be the the rebuke to the king and, and, you know, speak in front of, you know, the most powerful in the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, But he uses this kind of a setting to reveal himself in order to effect change in society. Mm -hmm. And so that part of God's plan in terms of our education, it does not discount you know, the, the, the schools, you know, having a school system and, as they had a school system, so to speak. But using that school system and the main goal, the main purpose is to develop the kind of character, the kind of young people who will listen to the voice of God, which mm-hmm. the second man referred to here did not. And what he's trying to develop, those who will hear the voice of the Lord, obey the voice of the Lord. And in doing that, they're now enabled to go and effect change in society. And mm-hmm. that's part of God's model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. That's the end goal is to change society. Uh, I mean, just a humorous thing, but in, in verse 37, then he found another man and said, strike me, please. <laughs> and then the other guy hits him. And I'm just wondering, you know, the Bible doesn't say, but was he obeying the Lord? Or oh, was, was he just seeing like what happened to the first guy and be like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know, I don't, I don't know. The I mean, Bible doesn't say it's this is a, this is a. I mean, it's a little bit of a strange stor- story to us in nowadays. You know, like we wouldn't go into church and be like, "Hey, strike me right now," right. or you're disobeying right. God. But <laughs> this is, we, we don't understand the whole context. We don't, you know, know everything how it went, was back then. But we, what this teaches me also is 
that God, you know, you said he reveals himself through the prophets, and there is authority in the word that comes from the prophets. Mm. The Bible, it was written by prophets, mm. you know, and and we cannot take this lightly. Not mm. to not to say that we have to be scared that, you know, a lion's going to eat us if we don't, you know, but there is the judgment is coming. Mm. There is uh, there are consequences to our decisions, and so in part of we talk about education, God trying to restore in us the image of God. It, there are some hard things that He, you know, is saying to us, not to not to not to uh, make our life harder, but to to heal us. Sure. And so obedience to God's word, obedience to the voice of the prophets, to the spirit of prophecy that is revealed through us through the word, um, is 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 so important when it comes mm-hmm. to education, and, the way God... And think about the, the consideration that God is willing to use other people to yes. educate us, mm-hmm. right? And to guide us and <laughs> instruct us in life. Yes. The idea, you know, of, of biblical true education still required relationship. And sometimes the assumption from God when he created man was be fruitful and multiply, mm-hmm. which means one day, Adam, you're going to be the means by which the revelations I've given to you will now become the legacy and the heritage mm-hmm. of your children. Yeah. So it, it definitely causes to say that God can use community in order to accomplish mm-hmm. that purpose as well. Now, some of you may be reading this text and be like, well, I mean, I appreciate all you're talking about. Why, why did the guy hit him, though? Like, that, that, I can't get <laughs> over that. And I think that also lends itself to another point about the school of the prophets, where the prophets would act out dramatically in, in, in physical form, maybe even in theatrical form, if I can use that word. Mm. Not theater as in, like, you know, entertainment, but actually acting it out. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying he's, this guy is pretending to be a person who just got back from a battle, from war, and has to have some wounds on him. Mm-hmm. So he says, hey, may, bloody yeah. me up a bit. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like, I'm not going to partake in this speaking to the king. I mean, that's right. essentially what he's mm-hmm. saying. I'm not going to mm-hmm. partake in this kind of rebuking the, the royalty. And, so, and the second guy, you know, for whatever reason, does that. And now he can act uh, in front of the king. It's like, I just mm-hmm. got back from war. And then he's rebuking the king mm-hmm. for his, yes. his lack of faithfulness. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, let's go to Second Kings chapter 6. And this is, our, this is another passage, another vignette where we see the school of the prophets. And uh, anything else we glean from that? 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. <coughs> 2 Kings 6, 1 through 7, mm. the Bible says, And the sons of the prophets said to Elijah, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please, let us go to the Jordan. Let every man take a beam from there, and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he said, Go. So then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So we went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the, an, uh, the iron axe had fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick. He threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out in his hand and took it. Mm. All right, this is a classic children's story, <laughs> and every child knows that iron does not float, but here iron is floating. Mm-hmm. And so how many right. of you have in your bathtub, have seen your toys sink, and you want it to <laughs> float? I mean, maybe I'm the only one. Uh, what, what does this story have to do with the School of the Prophets? Anything mm-hmm. we can glean from there? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a uh, yeah. It <coughs> it shows us again, kind of like an everyday life situation, okay. uh, like like the like yeah, everyday, well, just cutting down some trees and throwing right. iron into the water. Right, exactly. Mm. Uh, but <coughs> what I love about this story, just now from reading it now, is that um, how the man of God, you know, the leader, the prophet, you know, the father figure, mm. is uh, engaging w- with with the young uh, man. You know, he's not. Uh, 
he's not rebuking him for what he did or, or what happened. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what happened? And he's engaging, he is connecting, and then he is, he, you know, he's, again, there's an every, like there's a miracle taking place mm -hmm. uh, in, in this situation. But it's just so beautiful to see that, uh, you know, these were young guys or girls, we don't know exactly, mm. um, uh, but um, they, they were taught in this school um, basic principles of faith. Mm. Uh, and they were, you know, he was, he was showing them that even to everyday problems, you know, maybe the pot was not an everyday problem necessarily, you know, the poison, but to everyday problems, there are solutions. And even with this axe, God is going to provide so that for your future ministry, you know, the, he's talking to the student, you know, you can trust that God will provide and he will do the impossible. Mm. He will make the iron flow. Mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. something that just struck me from the, the, two, the two narratives that we just read, the response when there's a crisis. Yes. Um, and, and, and Jonathan is speaking about it, but I guess I'm thinking about it more in terms of um, how the sons of the prophets had the courage or, or they knew to go to the prophet right away, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that speaks to the type of relationship that had been cultivated through their educational experience was when you have a problem, you can come and talk to me about mm -hmm. it. And so the, the experience that they were having in these schools was such mm -hmm. that um, uh, as, as, they, as their teacher, it wasn't, they didn't feel like they were gonna get cussed out or, you know, you know, put down for making this mistake or, you know, uh, a mistake bad enough to kill people, you know, by putting death in the pot. Mm -hmm. But they, they knew that they could come and talk to the yeah. prophet. And I think it's important that um, in developing these schools of the prophets, God wanting to teach him, teach about himself, mm -hmm. that this, the relationships, he was doing so through relationships. Mm -hmm. And by the prophet being approachable that way, he taught them that God is approachable. Mm -hmm. And whatever circumstance you may come across, you can always approach yes. God with it. I love that these, these stories are everyday stories. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about in previous episodes, there's no bifurcation with the spiritual and everyday. Right. Mm -hmm. These everyday problems were, were solved by spiritual solutions. Yes. yes? Yep. I want to ask you, and this is our last question for this episode. I mean, this is wonderful. This is a great historical study. And maybe there, there's people out there like, okay, well, so what? How, can we be part of a school of the prophet? And where do we apply? Mm -hmm. um, or do we just say, well, that's nice. They had that back then. And I'm just going to go to my school now. Sebastian. I think that what we can walk away with is the fact that we need to have an experience with God. What all of these stories reveal is that the sons of the prophets had an experience that they could always rely upon in the future about mm -hmm. what they saw God able to do even in these small situations. Mm -hmm. So as they grew, they were able to know God and to trust Him more. Yes. And I think this is the point that today, I don't have to go to a school of the prophets. Mm -hmm. I can trust God in every crisis, in every challenge, and get an experience that I can use for the future. Well, there, you, there you heard it from Sebastian. You don't need to go to the School of the Prophets. You need to have this experience in your own life. And that's the topic for next episode, the School of Life on how God teaches His principles for education in the lives of regular, ordinary people. We've been looking at the topic of education. We want, and we're going to ask you to visit inversebible.org to look at our education Bible study guides and also the other Bible study guides for previous quarters. And also go to hopetv.org slash inverse for previous episodes. Visit our social media uh, conduits uh, through uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and continue the conversation there. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.